The Evolution Channel is sponsored by Eternal Gold Beauty, the most advanced skincare line in the world. Awaken your skin to aging in reverse at eternalgoldbeauty.com today. You're listening to Talk Animal, what animals want you to know, with Judy Anderson. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talk Animal, where you and what your animals want you to know, and that can be a reminder. Bring your animals into the room to listen to. They'll love this program. My name is Judy Anderson. I'm an international best-selling author and also host of the popular Child Summit, Jazz Up Your Life with Judy. Raise your frequency, improve your life. Today, we have a very special and amazing medical intuitive as our guest. Bodies love her. She dives into bodies and they talk to her, both animals and humans, and they get real specific. Our guest is Lynn Waldrop, and she's worked with hundreds of thousands of clients in over 171 countries, and she's years of experience, 30 years or more, as the body channel. And I recall Lynn working on a cow one time on Jazz Up, and, and it was so phenomenal that what happened with this cow so and so many dogs and cats. She's worked on all kinds of animals, and she also when she worked on me, she um, I don't know if she remembers it or not, but she dove into my foot. Now I'm not an animal animal, but she dove into my foot and cleared scar tissue, and it really really worked. And she now lives in a place where she she's happy to use all her communication and healing abilities on her cows, horses, dogs. And what a wonderful life. So, so Lynn, welcome to Talk Animal. It's so wonderful connecting again about a subject we both love so much, animals Thanks. and energy healing. Thanks for having me, Judy. Hello, everybody. And, yes, I love my animals. Yes, you do. You do. Now, what when you do this energy healing on animals, how how do they react? Do they? In, I'm sure they enjoy it because they have no blockages to having yeah. energy healing. Animals generally uh, take whether it's color therapy, sound therapy, any kind of energetic therapies, take it in a lot quicker than people do because they don't have all the TFEs, the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that kind of get in the way, and sometimes, frankly, block our way of receiving the energies to make the change. Animals in general don't have that, so they're just little sponges. So a lot of times, if even if I'm working on you, and let's say you have a cat sitting on your lap, the cat will soak it up, and then a couple minutes later, they'll be like, Rare, and they jump off and, and go somewhere. <laughs> the cat's like, well, I had enough. I got everything I needed. I'm good. And it leaves. So they're just a lot quicker. Yeah, they are. They really like it. And, yeah, they have nothing holding them back like we individual humans seem to do. So it must be really, really rewarding to work on animals. There probably is one pretty good exception to that, though, and that's domesticated animals, because domesticated animals know that and have been programmed that one of their jobs is to take on the the stress and the stuff, the biological right. stuff of their owners or people in the owner's family. And so that one is a little bit different when it comes to certain things where you kind of have to have this negotiation with them and make them realize, look, uh, you don't have that job. <laughs> I need to fire you from that job. 
Okay, I love it. Have a negotiation with the animals. So, you know, Lynn wanted to offer a wonderful healing program that she has for Talk Animal listeners. And you can find out about it on our website, talkanimal.net under specials. So we are going to take a very, very short break right now. And when we get back, we are talking with Lynn Waldrop about energy healing, and we're going to dive much deeper into this wonderful mentality of of energy healing, of which she's a master. So stay, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our Superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today. Hello, everyone. We are back. You're listening to Talk Animal, what your animal wants you to know. And today we're talking with the amazing medical intuitive Lynn Waldrop about energy healing. So, Lynn, what's it like to dive into the body, say, like a dog? Do you get any similar messages from dogs or cats? Or are they all, they're all really individuals, aren't they? They're all really individuals. Um, I've dove into everything. I think about a snake is one of the few things I haven't ever had anybody offer that up yet. But, I mean, I've dove into iguanas and birds. I don't particularly like talking to birds. They're very hard to get information out of. They have a very interesting... Uh, energy, um, they can be very standoffish. So they're kind of really different from everything else. Horses are super uh, easy and talkative about where they have pain or where they have problems. Cows are fun to deal with. So some of them are a lot of fun. Other ones aren't. And just kind of like a, you know how some cats, I call them cat dogs, where they're more like a dog and they love people and love to be around, and then there's the other ones that right. are more aloof. Well, a lot of times mm-hmm. the body's personality can be somewhat the same in that situation where they can be a little aloof. So they're all different. Interesting, very interesting. Now, I know you have, you know, you do energy healing, and you have some Some of my favorites are you do an annual shots detox. So tell us about that. How did that work? Because, you know, it's recommended, oh, go every year to your veterinarian and get all these shots and everything. And I I find that I think that they are very toxic. And so how does that work with your annual shots detox? Well, it really started with a dog that I had that has since passed. Uh, his name was Palomalu. He was a black lab, oh, and he yes. had he had um, reactions, shot reactions. So you know they wanted to give him literally Benadryl IV uh, prior to getting his shots, and just to keep him. He almost died one the first time we ended up giving him shots. So I was like, okay, this just isn't working for me. We got to figure out a way to do this. So this is really to help 
to pull out some of the things that most uh, pets have reactions to in their shots so that they're going to be more comfortable. Okay, you brought up a word that I see on Facebook a lot, Benadryl. There's Benadryl and there's some other things that people will say, oh, this is going on with my dog. And people will say, oh, give him Benadryl, give him this child aspirin. What would you say about that? Well, Benadryl is used when you're, if you're having a reaction. So uh, let's say that even as a person and you get stung by a bee or you get bit by something that creates an allergic reaction in you, Benadryl is one of those things that, that the medical people would give to bring that down so that you don't have a bad reaction because the last thing we want is anaphylactic shock to, to set in. So Benadryl just helps to either prevent it or after you have the shot to, to alleviate any kind of reaction. Um, so it has its place. I mean, I'm not against Western medicine. It certainly has its place. When you're having a allergic reaction to something, something needs to be done instantly so that it doesn't escalate into something that could create uh, you or your pet's death. So I'm not against Western medicine at all. But there are people, you know, that maybe use Benadryl every day because they have sinus issues and things like that. Well, to me, that's where it goes into how about we just resolve the true problem rather than right. having to take this every day. Mm-hmm. Yes, true, true. And so now I believe you've also worked with people um, with energy healing for uh, stress from storms and fireworks and also separation anxiety. Could you share some examples of that with us, please? We just, you know, a lot of animals, a lot of uh, dogs and horses even, um, don't like loud noises. Horses especially don't like things that happen above their heads, so having fireworks go off above their heads. Some of them, you know, here in Florida, there's lots of home shooting ranges and things like that. They don't like hearing those noises, and their their hearing is way more sensitive than ours. Both all animals' hearing is way more sensitive than ours. So sometimes things like that really affect them, and you definitely don't want them to, especially when they're a horse and they're 1,200 pounds. You know, you could get hurt. Right. That even more so than a dog. Um, but we don't want to see any animal stress over these kinds of situations. So we do different energetic processes that really help to keep them calm in this situation. Cut down that anxiety. Right. Know that they're safe. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so have you used it? So many uh, animals seem to have allergies. So have you used energy healing on allergies? There's a lot of different allergies. you got to remember, especially dogs and cats, they go out on people's lawns, and there's some subdivisions where, you know, maybe you don't necessarily want to put a bunch of chemicals on your lawn, but your neighbor does. And, you know, then you have acid rain that comes from the sky, and it's got things in it that hit the lawn. And, and their pads, they're, wa- they're not walking in shoes like you and I are, and so their pads just soak up whatever is in that lawn, especially when it's wet in the morning when the the dew is out. So you have things like that going on. You also have a lot of food allergies. I find so many dogs and cats with food allergies, it's just crazy because of we've done 
to their food supply, the same thing we've done to our own food supply. We've, we've just made it crazy full of chemicals is what we've done. Mm-hmm. So even in the, even in the situation of, of people doing the raw food diet, there are so many things that just occur in there that people don't think about in terms of does it have bone ground up in it? And a lot of people, oh, I don't want bone ground up in it. But if you don't have the bone ground up in it, they don't get the minerals and things like that in a raw food diet. If they don't have organs ground up into it, then they don't get certain pieces that they need from those organs. So there's so many different things to think about when it comes to your pet's foods. And a lot of times we inadvertently are giving them things that aren't necessarily great for them. You look at a lot of dog foods and a lot of cat foods, and corn is the first thing in there. Oh, yeah. They they weren't meant to eat corn. That's not something that's ever on their evolutionary diet. So, you know, we create these allergies by the foods that we give them. So, yes, we try to work with pets to alleviate a lot of these allergies because just like in a human, once you have uh, one allergy or two allergies or three allergies, a lot of times things spiral after that where they become more sensitive to everything. Yes, and those, yeah, that's really a tough one to get over to when you're allergic So so many different things. And it's interesting, I read one time that I believe it was over in the UK that animals would live, dogs would live until they were like labs, until they were 23, 24, 25 years of age. And then all of the commercial dog food started being produced. And then now look where we're at. So, um, Well, I buy that and I don't. Here's a piece that nobody ever talks about in the industry. Most I'd love it to hear it. <laughs> most mm-hmm. dogs pass away actually from periodontal disease, and that periodontal um, bacteria in their mouth makes its way very easily. There's like a channel that literally goes from that to the heart. It gets right into the bloodstream and takes all that dangerous uh, bacterial buildup to the heart. And this is the reason why people back in the 1800s and prior all died when they were in their 30s and 40s is because they didn't have dental practice. They didn't ever get their teeth cleaned. And that same periodontal disease got to their heart, and that's basically what killed them. But we don't talk about that in human terms today. We don't talk about the fact that, you know, there are people that, don't necessarily get their teeth cleaned or we talk about gum disease, but we don't talk about why we talk about gum disease and it's because that gum disease or letting that periodontal bacteria get into our system is going to cause heart problems. So the only time we talk about it is with animals and I just find that so interesting. But yet, how many people help to brush their their pet's teeth or, um, you know, You've got a big question. Do I go ahead and let the the, the cat or the dog be put under just so that they can have their teeth cleaned? That's a tough one. Which which one's better for them, to let it build up or to get it cleaned, but then we have to put them under anesthesia to do it? And we, we go through the same thing with horses as well. So right. it's a big it's a big mm-hmm. question and it's a personal a personal thing that that people have to decide for themselves what is my choice going to be in this particular situation 
Right. And I found with dogs, if you brush their teeth every day, it doesn't take very long. That really helps keep the teeth in good shape. Really, really does. It's a simple little thing. You have to start thing. that when they're a puppy because it's not right. like a, an adult dog is going to necessarily let you do that. That's very, very true. And then you have to use a, you also have to use a toothpaste that's designed and created for the animals too. So, um, yeah, now energetically, have you ever worked on, on teeth? Yep. Periodontal work and everything? It's the same as working on, on human teeth. Oh, so, yes, it is. So, and another issue that so many animals have are these, uh, I know a friend's dog has this right now. He has tumors or masses, different kinds of growth. You know, animals, dogs seem to get these growths as they get older. Mm-hmm. Have you had any of those reduce in size when you energetically were working with your clients? Yeah, there's fatty tumors especially. Um, and fatty tumors, they start out as not very dangerous, but if you allow them to just continue to grow, they can wrap themselves around things that are going to be a problem. I've had dogs that um, a fatty tumor was on the neck area, and it was starting to grow around the trachea, and at some point was going to choke that dog. Ooh. So it had to be mm-hmm. dealt with. Sometimes they choke off blood supply. Well, that's creating a problem as well. Sometimes they they press on a nerve and then all of a sudden, you know, the back hip or something like that doesn't work in a, in an animal. So you have to be careful with these. You need to make sure you address them. The same thing with cysts. I can remember when I was a kid, we had a dog who had a cyst on her um, left top of her hip at her butt. And the cyst, I mean, she was only like a 25-pound dog, but the cyst would blow up the size of almost a bowling ball. I mean, it was huge. And it would just fill with fluid. And it was because she crawled under the bed, and every night when she crawled under the bed, she bumped that hip when she went under, and it just seemed to irritate this and would blow it up. But my mom did the funniest thing. The, The dog seemed embarrassed when this would blow up and we'd have to go take her to the vet uh-huh. and they would put a syringe in and they'd pull the fluid out and it would flatten. But when it blew up like a balloon like that, it lost all its hair. So she had this ball oh. spot, right? So my mom would trim mm-hmm. her hair everywhere because she looked like a miniature sheepdog, would trim her hair and glue it all together and glue it back on to that area. Oh, no. So she, was, so she wasn't embarrassed. And literally this dog was oh. embarrassed by this bald spot oh. she had. And she would just prance around afterwards because it was like, look, I don't have a bald spot anymore. And she'd be so happy. <laughs> oh, my oh my goodness, that's funny. Isn't that interesting? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and she used glue? <laughs> yeah, she used Elmer's glue. <laughs> oh, my, oh, Elmer's glue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, they're so cute when they, you know, they feel good, don't they? You know, little animals just, you know, like dogs or cats, they know how to walk around and just feel so, so wonderful. It's, I love it. I love it. A lot of people (laughs) don't realize how much personality and how different, you know, animals can be. I have cows that all have completely different personalities. And there is nothing more fun to me to watch than 
these cows will get all frisky and they run and jump and play. They get so happy. And if you ask anybody that, that hasn't been around cattle, they're, they're just probably thinking that cattle just kind of walk around and eat grass. They have personalities out the wazoo if you pay attention and if they're happy. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, growing up on a ranch, I I didn't see that personality because I was very young and not where I'm at right now. But it, um, I didn't see that personality. Although I remember there was this one cow that just seemed to really she wanted she didn't want anyone around when she was on a corral. You better be on a fence because he didn't want you around. But I did have four H calves. And those, you know, they were wonderful. I don't know if I, you know, you say jumping around. I have seen videos of cows jumping around. I never, ever witnessed that on my time living on a ranch. I never witnessed that. But I can imagine. It's it's just wonderful to watch. You can just see the joy in them as they're just kind of jumping around and kicking and they're mooing and they're just. They're just having a good time. <laughs> You'll have to open up a zoo or something. <laughs> we'll be down to visit you so I can see cows jumping around and everything. And your cows also, they they all are named. Do, do they come if you call, call their names? Do they come yep. like a dog? Yep, every last one of them. And they name yeah. themselves. So remember, it's not me picking a name. So... You know, either when they're born or last year I went cow shopping. I'm sure nobody else on the planet's ever done that, but I went cow shopping and went out to the big ranch. And I said I want six new new heifers. And we just drove around like a thousand acres and I go, okay, that one and that one and that one, you know, all different colors and everything else and, and brought them here and each one of them. All of a sudden, one day would open up and say, okay, my name is Reese. I have a, a red hef, uh, Hereford cow and she was like my name's Reese okay good you're Reese so everybody names themselves tells me what their name is and you mentioned 4-H I just sold a steer that I had this year to a girl that is won the Florida State Fair last year and she's using him to try to win the Florida State Fair next year so I'm very excited that one of my guys is hopefully going to win the Florida State Fair very excited oh how fun how fun yes oh it really is so and they tell you what your name is. It's interesting. Yep. I know with I told you about in naming my dogs how how the name has been I, um how Simba came about. Now it was just asking in a meditation after several months of looking on the computer. <laughs> I could not find the one that he'd respond to. And when I meditated and asked and Simba came through, he immediately reacted to it. So, and, um, and I had yeah. the same experience with my first um, foal, my first baby horse. I told you that uh-huh. year I decided I was going to name every everybody in the, the the Greek god and goddess, you know, genre, right? And so right. he was still in his mama's belly, and I'm having a conversation going, okay. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we'll read the list, read the list. I'm like, okay. And so I'm like <laughs> going through this list of like 40 names, right, and, and none of them. He's like, nope, that's not it. Nope, that's not it. Nope. 
we finally get down to the T's, and I said, Titan, and he's like, oh, my gosh, that's me. That's my name. And let me tell you, he picked the most appropriate name because he is just this humongous horse. He is going to be just massive. He's only two years old, and he's the size of a, a, an adult horse, an adult paint horse. He's just humongous. So he's living up to the name he picked. He truly is a Titan. Oh, isn't that wonderful? You know, is, uh, I see on Facebook people saying, you know, they'll put a picture of a dog and you say, what should I name it? And I always say, ask, ask the dog what they want. Yep. Ask the dog what they want. Yeah, because that's, you know, that's the way you'll get the best name. I know Simba and I have a name for when he comes back. So, um, and that was, that was, it hit me, um, jumped off the, jumped off the webpage, uh, just jumped off the computer and looked at him and said, hey, what about this? And oh my gosh, what a reaction. He was jumping up and down with joy that he gets to have that name when he comes back. So, and you'll find out what that name is when he's there. So, uh, <laughs> so then now also there are things like with cats. Cats seem to have kidney and urinary health issues. Um, energetically, you've You've used it on uh, energy healing on your kidneys and urinary health for cats? Yes. A lot of times we have to kind of clean out that urinary system for cats. And I believe that a lot of that is the food that they're eating causing a lot of that problem. The food, yes. Well, now, I was told by a holistic vet that... The cat should never have dry food because they get their water from their wet food. So, um, and she said that's why so many cats have kidney issues right now because they they're not getting the water. They and even if they're drinking it, it's not the same. I agree to that too. However, the problem with a lot of the canned food is the garbage that's in the canned food. Oh my goodness. this is a real slippery slope. You have to, this is where I love using intuition and just like I do with food that I buy for myself, I go, okay, so what food is going to be the best for Simba? What food is going to be the best for Sefi? Whatever the animal is, what is the food that's going to work the best for your body and get the body to help you choose what that is? Right. Mm-hmm. And how can a person do that? If they if they don't consider themselves an animal communicator, how would you recommend that they discover, uh, ask their animal what their well, body wants? I, when I'm in the grocery store or, you know, whatever the store is that they're buying the food or buying it online and you see the pictures of the food, you know, I would go, okay, so what is going to be best for such and such as body. And you're mm-hmm. asking that body to basically help you choose. So as you go through each picture or look at each one, it's kind of like, okay, is this one it? And if it feels really yummy in your body and you get a good reaction, that's like, okay, that one's a good one. If you get like a ugh, then that's a bad reaction. So it's kind of like you know, you might have a pile of 200 avocados in that pile. They may, may all say they came from the same location, California, Mexico, wherever, right? 
but they may come from, you know, five different farms. And depending on what the water situation is, the groundwater situation, the soil, all that kind of stuff, certain ones in that pile may be better for you than other ones. So literally I'll go body which ones in the pile are going to give you the nutrition, the best yummies that you want, and they're not going to be rotten when I get them home. How many times you fill an avocado, it seems great, but when you get it home and you open it up, it's got a lot of black spots in it. So I'm like, I get my body to help me choose, and whichever ones I'll go, I'll, I'll just kind of close my eyes and let my my hand just go grabbing wherever the body says to grab. Or I go, okay, is this one it? Does this one feel yummy? Yes or no? Okay, nope, put that one back, get a different one. Okay. Yes, that's important. So what about, do animals, have you found that a lot of dogs and cats have digestive issues? Uh, I find more the allergy kind of piece of it or problems with Okay. Or if you're like my dog, my dog loves to go out on the back porch and we have a screened in back, uh, back patio and she loves to try to get all the little geckos, and I forget what the reptilian version of that is. Uh, but they, the reptilian one is an invasive species, and they actually give off this little toxin. So literally when she goes after them, then it oh. gives her digestive problems. So it's like, uh, are you eating these things again? So I'm constantly having to deal with detoxing out of her the toxin she gets from the thing that she tries to put in her mouth that she shouldn't be eating. Okay. <laughs> now, chemicals. You know, now is the time in North America where people are putting, you know, working on their lawns and everything, and uh, a lot of people put on chemicals, which I don't recommend. Uh, I told a girlfriend one time, I said, please don't let the people put on, you know, all these chemicals on your yard tomorrow. And she said, oh, my dog, we'll be fine. You know, it doesn't. Once it tries, you know, it will be fine. Well, she called me a couple of days later and said her dog was vomiting. So we thought it was probably from the the chemicals um, put on the lawn. So so with energy, you can also detox them from the the uh, chemicals, too, in lawns, and right? Yeah, and the problem is is that we as people think that if we can't see it, it mustn't be a problem. <laughs> We just are, seem to be wired that way these days. So, you know, you have 5G and that's not supposed to be affecting anybody. You have chemicals. Just because you can't see it, it mustn't be there, right? And, and none of that is right. true. So to me, the most dangerous things around the world these days are the things that we actually can't see. So, yes, we want to pull out those chemicals. But even people put fertilizer um, you know, on your yard. And, and that in right. itself can, can be harmful too. And it also, these things can also help to make your pet hypersensitive, which feeds into the allergy thing we were talking about before. So, yeah, you want to do some things that will help to detox your animals so that it won't lead to that hypersensitivity where now every food you try gives them a problem and every soap you try when you wash them gives them a problem. That's where that hypersensitivity is going to lead you. Oh, wow. That's that's really tough when that happens. Now, do a lot of the animals, dogs, maybe I I know dogs best of all, but 
what about yeast? Is there a lot of yeast issues in dogs or cats? A lot of dogs and cats get yeast, especially in their ears. You know, it's certain right. breeds. Certain breeds have them because of the folds in their ears uh, and the and the way the hair is and things like that, where they may get yeast in their uh, in their mouth. So yeast can be a big problem. Uh, a lot of times they'll get yeasty uh, paws, and that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. for all that paw licking. So yeast can be okay. a problem, and especially in different parts of the world. Back at, um, the humidity and all that kind of stuff can also be part of that equation. Okay. All right. So then um, what other issues do you find that animals have that, that energy healing works on um, hormones or worms? Yeah, I mean, I, I work a lot with, with animals and uh, spinal alignments. You know, they're having okay. problems and things like that. Right. You have to remember they're a quadruped, so they're a little different than we are as a biped. And we, in general, let our, our dogs and cats just bound right off the bed or off the couch and and all that and and that can cause problems as they get older because they're putting such force on those front legs and shoulders and spine when they hit when they come off off of the platform basically uh so you have that problem in front and then you have a lot of the breeds that even just are kind of wired for hip dysplasia and things like that in the back so lots of those kinds of issues I work on um, we also can have different kinds of hormone issues and even neurological kind of issues. The neurological issues a lot of times are from medications. You know, I can remember uh, somebody had talked me into taking this one new, um, it was a heartworm flea combo um, because I had a uh, picked up a stray that was really infested, and normally I, I don't like using these, but she was just super infested, and we were trying to just really kill two birds with one stone and, and mm-hmm. really try to get this under control. Well, yeah, it almost killed her. It literally gave her a neurological tick within like 10 minutes. Oh. And she kind of kept walking in a circle. And so then I just ended up working on pulling all of that out of her just to get it out and then went back to my normal ways of just dealing with things like this. So, you know, you could have pets with seizures and things like that that are that are all neurological type issues as well. So any of these kinds of yes. things. Yes. Right. And you mentioned um fleas and ticks. You know, there are and a lot of people don't realize how toxic those collars and the that medication can be. There is a big company, I won't name it, but it starts with an S that they have found there were like what thousands of dogs that or dogs and or cats that have died from that particular collar. And um so what do you recommend in those those cases? Uh, there's probably not have all either. different kinds of essential oils that they use. There's different things that you can kind of um, set up in your in your home that use different kind of frequencies and things like that. It really depends on you know what works for you and your environment and your home. I can tell you that even just in your home, 
you can use simple borax, which you can buy for $4.19 at your local grocery store. And borax is not toxic whatsoever. In fact, we have boric acid in our bodies, and our bodies use it. Not that you're going to sit down and eat a pile of it, but the point being is it's not toxic to us. Um, but you can put just a little a little uh, bead of it in your couch or something like that, or uh, you can even take it and put it all over your carpets and kind of rub it in the carpet with a broom and then vacuum the rest of it up. And anything with an exoskeleton, which is any flea, any cockroach, any water bug, any, any of that kind of stuff, um, they all lick themselves, clean themselves. And so when they get that borax on them and they lick themselves, it kills them. So that's a super easy way, non-toxic way for inside the home to make sure that, you know, you just don't have a lot of these kinds of problems. Right. And there are also, I think, on the lawn, what is it? Is it that dimaceous? I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Yes. Is that toxic, though, if they ingest that? Uh there are some problems with that. You need to make sure that you really uh, look at that and read the directions. Right, because I know you can inhale it, and that's not good at all. Exactly. So, yeah, right, yes. So, Lynn, um, are there any other specific issues with dogs or cats or horses that we have not addressed here that you have found that energy healing really works? Well, really anything that you would use energy healing for a person, you could use for a pet. I mean, another one is even things like traumas and panics and shock and fear. You know, a lot of animals react to things out of fear. Or right. they've been they've been traumatized in some way, shape, or form by a previous owner, by a situation, by whatever. And so those same kinds of Things that you would use in a human to help to take those out, you can use with animals as well. So some behavioral issues. Okay, good. Yes, that can really make make great changes in the animals in their lives, and we love them so much that that's we want them to be the happiest and and live life of joy and happiness. So, uh, Lynn, I you know I always love talking with you about about animals because we both have such a love for animals and you know so much. You've worked with so many animals and I really appreciate that about you. You you really are making an impact on animals' lives that those animals that are introduced to you. So you I, I just want to thank you for doing that work. It's so vitally important and I know the animals love it. You know, this is something that animals want you to know. They want you to know that energy work really works. And people like Lynn Waldrop is one that you can go to and and know that um so much healing and goodness can come out with that contact with her. And so Lynn, I just really want to thank you for coming on Talk Animal. And um, really appreciate you taking your time. And also, I want to remind everyone that on our website, talkanimal.net, you can find under special some energy remedies that Lynn is sharing with everyone. So go there, check them out, because 
her work is really amazing, and I know you'll love it, and so will your animals. So, everyone, just want to thank you for joining us today. Your animals also love that you have taken the time to do so. So, thank you, and until next time, remember to give your animals a hug. They love you so very, very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody. Yes, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.